0: All right, go ahead, Mr. Moderator, ass Negro, go ahead.
1: Oh, yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, I? I? What the? I don't know what you're talking man, about. I just live here. You
0: don't cut that
1: shit out? All right, so we here. This is the Shark Tank, and we're just going to talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. And
2: if you're listening to us for the first time, welcome. That's it. That's all you're
0: going to do? <laughs> that's it. You want? To talk? I
1: can pray a sin. No, nah, I don't pray a sin, bro. Don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> Ooh, that's, that's, don't do that. Nah, nah. Real talk, though. We gonna talk. We gonna. Uh, this new podcast, and we're gonna talk about a multitude of topics. Uh, if you listen to our previous podcast, it was Real Talk Radio, we basically stuck to religious topics. So we're gonna talk about a wide variety of topics. From politics to sports to cigars to whatever, whatever on our we have a group called Shark Tank, and we talk about it. We call it. Shark Tank, because if you step out of the line, you will get jumped, just like a shark tank, being frenzy. You heard? We heard. Yep. I think we need. I think we
0: need to find a new moderator. Uh <laughs> 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 We need to try somebody out new real quick. Care what you think. I, would, I would say John, but he's trying to find a damn smoke detector right now, so we can't. <laughs> <laughs> we, we
1: can't pick him. Nah, nah, nah. He got his phone on mute until he talks. That's what it is. <laughs> I can't find but I've been looking
0: for it. No, <laughs> That's what happens when you, you get them Cricket LG four thousand. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh boy, oh, That's for Rob, it's like a little blank white thingy with anchors in the background. What was that? <sighs> Missed that. Missed that. Missed that. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right.
0: It's the sugar and the grits that I watered down his jokes. Now it's okay. That's, that's it. what it was. That's oh, what it was. It that's what it was.
2: Oh, yes. He said it was the sugar grits. That's That's what happens with with the sugar grits, people.
1: (laughs) Oh, hell no. But, so, let me ask y'all a question.
0: Oh, shit. Here we go. Somebody phone this is
1: really a repost from a question that 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 Elgin asked us in the group, and so I want to put it here so we can discuss it live. Elgin asked, Have y'all been seeing a lot of this abortion talk up and down? Y'all, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 a lot yeah. of it. I see a little bit, but I ain't on Facebook like I usually like I used to be, but I'm seeing it
0: from okay. the usual suspects, too, man. Yeah, uh, and let me be clear the usual suspects in this case are usually your super ultra-conservative Christian folk. And in this case, my super-conservative Black Christian folk. Um, And most of us are the same friends with these Negroes, so you know who I'm talking about. They're the ones who are speaking the most about it. Um, And their point of view usually is incredibly trash. Like, it's no nuance... It's no grace, there's no love. Uh, even if you are somebody who is staunchly pro-life, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's fair to look at these laws that we're seeing in Alabama and in Missouri popping up and actually feel and acknowledge that these laws are Unjust. And I think that's okay oh. to say, yo, I'm pro-life, but I don't like what they do in Alabama, Missouri, and I love Jesus all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree.
3: Yeah, I agree too.
0: But Len, you had posted a couple things, man. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> you had and you had drew a uh drew a connection between saying that what they're doing in Alabama and Missouri yeah. Man. First steps towards Jim Crow. Is that fair to say it that yes, well. way? Because I, I want to make sure Yeah,
3: I say it the it's, right it's way. It's very fair. It's very fair to put that in, in that in that perspective. The way that I see a lot of these, uh, because I look at it from not just the laws, right? And it's not from a principled point of view when they're making these laws, right? They're making these laws in the effort of going to the Supreme Court, not just to because they are, um, you know, really against abortion and they really want to look out for the health and well-being of children, you know, who are, you know, who are born in these situations, nor are they looking for the health and well-being of the mothers uh, giving birth. With these laws, and in and in most cases, you know, like in the Ohio law, they have a provision in the Ohio law where they can sit up there and make provision for atopic pregnancies to actually take the, you know, that you know take the uh, fetus from the fallopian tube and implant it into the uterus. Number one, there is no science behind that. And you can't even do that, right? So where my connection is, is, is this. When you look at how not just the Supreme Court, okay, with a lot of conservative judges being placed, you know, over the past couple of years, uh huh. there's conserved like, the onslaught of unprepared, inexperienced, young conservative judges that have just flooded the court system over the past two years and when i'm talking about unqualified you can go online and look at their um confirmation hearings and basic law about due process they can't even answer questions on simple fundamental law not just you know, like the the last round, they were asking about the uh, was Brown v. Board of Education just law.
2: Okay. Uh-oh. Did he... I think he accidentally swallowed a cigar. <laughs> well, I, I, no, accidentally,
0: no. accidentally swallowed that bullshit he was speaking. Yeah. <laughs> Come on no, in, man. Tie, um, tie it in, Lynn. Help
3: yeah. us see it, man. Please. No, but what I'm saying is with all this stuff that's going on, you have a situation where these they, they want to get these laws in front of the Supreme Court. Now, if they overturn Roe v. Wade, you know, if they overturn that, that basically gives them clearance to go to the Voters' Rights Act, the Civil Rights Act and even Brown be bored, you know, and they can sit up there and reverse the clock on, you know, the things that made, you know, that we made strides for in this country, you know, for the past uh, 50 or so years. That's my point on all this.
2: Go ahead, Rob. So this is what I wanted to ask you the other day, man. We were discussing this uh in Mm our private private conversation. So, I mean, you really think that it's headed that way? Because in your post, you actually said that the Voting Rights Act and and that stuff was already on the table. That's that's actually what you said.
3: Yeah, I know. Yeah.
2: You really (laughs) logically think that that that's where this thing is headed to... It's like a fast track to to Jim Crow.
1: Handmaid's Tale.
3: No, I don't. I don't now, I I'm not gonna say Handmaid's Tale because I don't watch the show. Right? I don't know. I don't know the particulars about that show. I know a lot of people have making those uh, making those claims on that. But no, what I'm what the the issue that I'm saying about that is right now. I believe that, you know, within, you know, if they're able to get this, get this done, yes, they're going to go and look at the Voting Rights Act and basically say, oh, it's not necessary anymore. They've already done like they've already stripped out a a key proponent of it. Now, my whole thing is they'll go back and look at it again and do the same thing. That's to me that's that, that's the um I think that that's the goal of these um conservatives. They okay. really want the power back cuz they felt no. when Obama got elected that they lost the entire power of their nation. So they are going to try to make sure that Obama won't ever happen again. That's my that's my that's my perspective on it. Well let's let's unpack this just a
0: little bit. A couple questions. You repeatedly say they are trying to do that let's white define supremacy.
3: yeah here we okay. go
0: <laughs> so so white people are yeah. deliberately trying to d- put this in place in order for them to send black folks back to jim crow
3: to send folk, no not to send folk back into jim crow to create to a create, new jim crow to create a new sort of jim crow okay Okay. And it doesn't necessarily mean that we are, you know, you know, like separate bathrooms or separate, you know, separate separate restaurants and stuff like that. That's, you know, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm talking about when, it, when I'm saying about Jim Crow is the rise of, you know, the rise of white supremacy in a way that, you know, that basically uh you know, makes it so that if say for instance, we all know about the unjust, you know, police shootings and stuff like that, but it could it could it could get further down the line to where, you know, every aspect, you know, not just every aspect, but just the whole, you know, devaluation of us as a people, just you know, that, that that's the way I see so it.
1: Basically, so basically you're saying this is the building stone, this is the cornerstone for future things to come. Yeah.
3: That's I'm looking saying at it, that. it it'll be worse for it'll be worse for it'll I I see that you know, that if things go the way that they're, you know, trending, that this 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 place will be this country will be worse for my grandchild right now. So if you so there's a lot of uh,
0: data out there, much of it is incorrect and inaccurate. But the the presiding notion is, black women are the ones who predominantly are getting abortions. Mm-hmm. That's that's the, the 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 false narrative that is often put out there. Yeah. But if that's the case, if black women are the the women who are the primarily getting abortions, why ban that if we're actually the ones killing ourselves already? <laughs> why not give us the exact opposite? more of, of free availability to do it if we're killing our
1: kids. Good point. I'm mm-hmm. part, part of it is because of plausible deniability. They can say, look, we're fighting for African Americans. We're trying to keep them from killing each other. I saw a post today on Facebook about that that said some some maker saying that uh, the abortion law is uh, good for African Americans. That's one reason.
0: Well, was he saying it was good from the standpoint of us not using abortion, or what he saying is good. Wh- which manner is he saying is good? You feel what I'm saying? Because I don't think they, I read the headline. I don't think they need plausible deniability. No, I don't think people who are in power need plausible deniability
1: or care about people it.
0: Care about no.
1: it. Yeah, here's why I'm saying. Here's why I, I slightly agree because they want to get those people who might be right there on the fence to say no, this is wrong, and then they'll say, "Oh, okay, I understand why now." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're be, they're, I, I, they're I it, People look at it and they, and I think as Elgin when he first started talking, they either only taken one aspect of it, mm-hmm. and that's only the life of a child. Nobody's looking, I'm not gonna say nobody, yeah, yeah, we know what you so mean. But really talking about the uh, you know, like I said, after the baby is born, um, before the baby is born, prenatal care, did y'all that that uh, the house, Alabama House Senate. Some people try to do an amendment to the bill. They, care. you know, offer the mother free medical prenatal care. Mm-hmm. And I think up to a year after the baby's born, like help with like stamps if they need and stuff like that. Babies. And they shot that uh, down like 23 to 6. They shot that down. A prenatal care and, and, and other cares. Like we care about you when you're in the womb. But once you, you get know, here, you're boom. on your own. On your own. But don't be gay. Don't be transgender. Don't be bisexual because we really don't care about the yeah. womb. Don't be black. But don't, yeah. they, don't say you don't you care about the be while you're in the womb if you're not allowing the mother to get prenatal care who needs it.
0: Yeah. No, right. That's not right. caring.
1: And I think from the, that's it, a talking point to try to secure votes. That's all it is. Yeah, but in and, most cases, and I think
0: a, I, I feel that what you're saying that the idea of them trying to get votes. But these are people who are already in office. These folks don't, they are, their base is already people who agree with what they voted for. You know what I mean? They're already there. They don't need to garner new votes to secure their position in the future. Their base is the ones who gave them the ability to be in office in the first place. But I think for me, always, man, even before this took place, I never engaged in. The abortion debate, the, the, the make a proclamation of being pro-life or pro-choice, mm-hmm. or any of those right. pros, because I always, for me, was able to see nuances to each situation, nuances yep. for mm-hmm. people who were in the situation of incest, rape, molestation, in those violent, or if it was the life of the mother or the child. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to be on either one of those sides because I feel like if you choose one of those sides, you don't have the ability to flex and to be nuanced about the topic it's like yo if i'm pro life I gotta be pro life all the way across the board, even in situations yep. that are just really difficult to you know to choose and I think sometimes we take we don't look at this from the standpoint of or the the stand, we look at it from the standpoint of these people who choose abortions are just evil, selfish, uncaring murderers. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I just, yeah, I, I don't I've never felt like that, man. So I just like yo, I wish more Christians, specifically, engage this topic with a little bit more nuance and a more Christ
2: likeness. That's than what I, I wanted see to a lot get back of to. Engaging, man. Yeah, I wanted to get back to that. Yeah, and. It... Okay, go ahead, Ryan. No, 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 no. I mean, I just wanted to kind of, you know, roll it back to that. I mean, the discussion is going great, and um, it's, it's it's really uh, informative. But I do want, uh, especially because to your point a second ago, L, Like, I feel like um, the handcuffs per se, you know, proverbial handcuffs are, if you are approaching it from that. Like you said early, earlier, that super conservative religious yeah, uh, yeah. standpoint—that's where your handcuffs are. But if you aren't looking at it like that, if you're looking at it um, from more of a, like you said, nuanced and balanced point of view, then you can say, well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't necessarily get down with abortion. Like I don't like it. Like it's, it's a, it's a nasty, yeah, 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 a nasty yeah. deal. But. Yeah. We all have a choice in everything, don't we? Yeah. We, we, we have a choice. That's the bottom line. We have a choice. So, and, and I can't, I really can't. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's part of my personal evolution because I used to be one of those hardline pro-life people. But I can't, I, I just can't put myself in the shoes of somebody that <laughs> has gone through that or has to go through it and sit there and shame them for a choice that they had to make or, or you know you know what I'm saying like we all know people yeah, yeah. Who have done it for you know I don't know nefarious reasons per se but I mean but there are such things as rape there are such things as you know a, a sexual assault incest all that type of stuff I mean so who am I to to to, to shame those people for the choice that they had to make
1: Right. And it really is really ain't nobody's business either. But when it when it comes to a lot of the Christians, a lot of times, you know, when I I I haven't talked about it on my Facebook at all, and I'm not going to, but I've been reading some stuff. And what I think from a lot of the pro-lifers is they keep calling it an infant, the killer infant, the killer unborn human. When does the life begin? Is it when the sperm uh, um, goes into the egg. When, is it it? Like this. when does
3: this
1: life become? When does it become a life?
3: Is it a cycle? Put a it like this. Uterus, We're- the size of a, a rice, grain of rice. When does it become a life? Let me ask you this, John. Uh, Nate, let me ask you this Do we celebrate conception day or do we celebrate birthday? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I dig what you're
0: saying, <laughs> Len. And I and I agree to a degree. But I think it depends on whose science you choose to agree with on when conception exists. Because pro-lifers have their own scientists. The pro-choice mm-hmm. people have their own scientists. It depends on whose scientists you choose to agree with when life begins. Yeah, And I, I dig it. I do. But I think for me, someone who lives and has lived and low income poverty stricken environments who have seen young people having children who can't raise the children, seeing children who were burnt birthed into two parent homes, okay, who are not able to be taken care of, who are malnourished and all these things. I don't see the same level of outrage, dedication, love Willing to donate finances for those people who Mm -hmm. have children who are currently suffering under those conditions. Mm. So that's part of my own personal beef when I see these super (laughs) ultra-Christians take these stances, post these Bible verses that are just so out of context, culturally, in a major way. It's difficult for you to post a scripture from Deuteronomy, using Deuteronomy as your basis to define how one should handle reproductive life today in 2019. That's just being so biblically disingenuous and ignorant for mm-hmm. you to try to apply those scriptures. I dig it though. I understand how people are passionate about this, but I think my part in it, it, it goes to literally, how would Jesus handle these type of situations? And I think in scripture, we, ha- we don't have any direct correlation or uh, example of Jesus dealing with somebody who's on the verge of getting an abortion. But we do have some Jesus dealing with people who are in the midst and the throes of what we would define as sin. And we yeah. see how he handles those people. He handles them in such a manner that is polar opposite to what I see a lot of these people who proclaim Jesus as their Savior. And that's what's on, on me,
3: bro. And here's the thing with that. It depends on who, at the time, was in sin. He dealt with those with power and authority totally different than those that's who, a good point. Were, you know, who were poor and destitute. Even if they were caught yeah. in sin, he dealt with yeah. them in totally different ways. So there is nuance to how Jesus dealt with folks. Yep. It, you know, so we got to take that's one of the things that we need to take into consideration when it comes to this argument here, too. Because here's the thing. Those who are in power with their mistress or their daughter, teenage daughter gets pregnant. Guess what? Well, yeah, they gonna yeah, sit yeah. up there and take them to whatever they need to do to sit up there to have the procedure. But when you sit up here looking at a situation where where somebody's uncle sat up there and she's 12 years old. And now uh, she's pregnant by someone, ways. And then you're going to sit up there and say that she can't have the procedure, that her life is going to yeah, be ruined yeah. from being violated and then being violated again. You, There's different situations that happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah, I believe yeah. Jesus would have the common sense on the nuance of dealing with each situation differently because that's how yeah, he did yeah. it in the scripture as well.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: And I think for me, man, yeah. just the way I'm
0: uh, I'm dealing with this particular topic, because it's not going away, we're going to see more and more states try to do similar things, more difficult, and enforce it in such a manner that it's going to be even more oppressive, is for me, I'm really just trying to rally around women, man, in a manner to just be their ally in the midst of this type of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, just really being supportive, really allowing them space to discuss this uh and i and i say allow them space not like i'm giving them permission but creating space even for them to have these different conversations and dealing with some brothers who i personally know who have been in relationships where they've taken their girl to the abortion clinic where they pay for the abortion Mm -hmm. when they've been involved because that's a dynamic that we got to discuss and be Mm cognizant of also Mm -hmm. i am someone personally who have been in that situation before, I know when it's like to have an unplanned pregnancy. And when I say unplanned, to be clear, I mean the person who I was engaged with sexually. We didn't have conversations about the future if we were to have a child, i.e., definition of unplanned in this case. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to her to, to heard a call and say, Yo, I'm pregnant. Mm. And we got to, at that what? moment, begin to look at. <laughs> our life where it was currently can we bring a child into this situation that we are in currently and proceed from that direction right there it's not as easy as saying oh you're pregnant hey okay let's have the baby nah oh, bro right no let's mm-hmm. not do that
1: mm-hmm. no. yep so let me you ask mean, you this question let me real, real talk John. i was gonna ask you a question so when you found out about Your daughter, what was your reaction? What was your thought? Did you think about abortion or or anything that ever crossed your mind like that at all? That was the first thing that crossed my mind. I don't know you, chick. We had sex three times. I don't know you. (laughs) Abortion. (laughs) That's just Mm -hmm. real talk. That's real talk. I was 20, 25. Like, I I don't know this. Like, she, I was a hoe. She was a notch on my belt. (laughs) Got pregnant. I didn't believe it was mine. I was like, "Oh no, nope." That was get abortion, and she chose not to. So, I got my daughter. But honestly, if it was up to me, she would have an abortion. My daughter wouldn't be here. That's do I feel awesome. a certain type of way about about that? I do a little bit, but that's how I was feeling at that time. And I think uh, twenty five years. Old, I don't think there's no anything wrong with
0: that, man. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, that's how I was feeling.
0: I'm talking about I don't think there's anything wrong with you having that thought at that time. I think that's authentic. I think that's transparent. And I think most of us who have children who had children at a certain period of time in our life had that thought like, damn, am I ready for a child? Financially, can I provide for the child? Mm -hmm. And for those of us who practice safe sex and still ended (laughs) up having a (laughs) doggone child, listen... because I could already hear the folk. Well, if you didn't have sex or if you wore a condom or if she was on a pill man, none of them joints is a hundred percent.
2: Right. None of Right. right. And some of those hard line pro life people have
3: had this situation too. So, you know, let's 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 get that out of the way. Even like this. Yeah. I'm 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 forty-four years old. I had I had a vasectomy about ten years ago. And from time to time, I still get scared that I might um, you know, get my wife pregnant. <laughs> From time to time, <laughs> you know. So I'm just, I that that that's, you know, I, I'm just saying that that's that that's that real shit, you know. Because I'll be thinking that way too.
0: And let's let's segue a little bit. Everybody cool with, with where we are with the abortion? Because I want to segue to, yeah. speak specifically about the Christians that we see on social media, the way that they're so called proselytizing today. Because at one point in time, oh I think it's fair to say that we all were in some degree or some sense sort of the yeah. word, IC terrorists, meaning that we would spend a large portion of our day bombing on people and where they stood on their faith, whether it be from church attending to tithing, whether it would be, <laughs> you know, trying to so-called evangelize via social media, we all were in a similar Or different place using that as a method of trying to glorify God at some point in time.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right now, where we are, I think it's safe to say that none of us have that perspective now. That's not where we are currently. Fair?
3: Mm -hmm. That's correct. I was the last one, but that's (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: well and, and but again, it was a process. And I kind of want us to speak on that a little bit because I think it's important, man. I think we all have people who follow us still today who, uh, who still do that, who still do those things, who still have the lives, who still have the videos, who still post up all these things. We still have people who follow us who do that. And I think when they see some of the stuff that we do currently, some of them wish <laughs> that we would go back to the, the the old days you know what I mean I know for me personally when I make a status that I quote a scripture where I put something church like all those old stragglers will come up out of the woodwork and it's almost like a damn real talk radio reunion <laughs> on <or> a thread <laughs> like yo I ain't seen you in a long time Uh but now I mentioned Jesus you did came out what what are some of y'all thoughts, man, in regards to some of the stuff that you see Christians sharing in the vein I just mentioned?
2: Uh, well, speaking for me, man, you guys know, man, um, and and I I can kind of safely say that it, it's uh, part of some of our our very same evolution process on this on this, uh, on this uh, line right now, man. That shit gets on my nerves, bruh. <laughs> you know, like, it it irks the pure hell out of me. Like, I don't, you know, I don't care. Ooh. Okay. Let, let, okay. <laughs> Wait, let, me, let me calm down. Let me calm down. So I do care about people being victimized in the institutional church, the IC for short, we use for short. Mm-hmm. I do care mm-hmm. about that. That must be Lynn uh, sparking up a, a cigar. No, that's, that's a blunt, not me. go ahead. Uh-oh. Okay. I'm only okay. No, joking. I'm only joking.
0: That's me. That's me, that's me sparking a cigar. I um, said
2: I I, 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 like, oh, hey, I, I yeah, would be, be mad at you. all going to hell right now. Like wouldn't be mad at Yeah, we had a show called custom Christians, but, but more on that later. But, um, but yeah, man, so – I do care about people that, that are being victimized in the IC. I never stopped caring about that. But I, it, it irks me the incessant, uh, I don't know, the, the whole social media glorification of it now. And to a point, man, that, that's what we used to do. And we can, yeah, when, when we step outside of it and look at it, you know, we can see that that's not necessarily... Uh, Productive—it's it, like a waste of time. It's like almost glorifying it, you know what I mean? Because we were spending mm-hmm. a whole lot of our our social media time doing that, man. And I, I mean, I don't know how, how how productive was it really. I mean, we we had some really good discussions and really good shows. We were doing Real Talk Radio, man. But it got to a point where you know, when people would inbox stuff about oh. Somebody got sent a letter, a, a letter about they're gonna get kicked out of the church for tithing. I'm like, so, <laughs> you, know <what> I'm <laughs> you know what I mean? Get out my inbox with that yeah, stuff. It just, yeah, it just began to yeah. get on my nerves, man. What you, what you guys take on it? Mm-hmm. Right. Go ahead, John. Oh, me, really, I, I just
1: overlook it right now. You know, I, I, it does irritate me a little bit, but I just let it go. Not specifically what Rob was speaking about, but all the. Uh, church stuff, come to church and this, and we get blessed and all this and God gonna do this. I just overlook mm-hmm. it. I just overlook it. So I, I don't even, I don't really engage. Like, I don't really get on tithing posts no more. I don't really do none of that stuff. Because it's just like, been that done. Yeah. Now, if somebody wants to have a conversation with me, yeah, yeah we can talk. But now nah, I'm over it. I'm
3: over all this shit.
1: Right. Right. And for me, I just look at it like like uh I think Rob earlier used the word evolution. And I think we've all evolved and we continue to evolve, uh continue to evolve now. And so, you know, I don't look down at myself during that time period because that's where I needed to be, to be where I am now. I needed that experience and I enjoyed that experience mm-hmm. while I'm in it. And even now, like I've kind of backed off of social media a lot. I don't mean, know if y'all notice, like I don't even be I don't post a lot on Facebook no more. I, you know, rarely engage. I'll go every now and again and read something, you know, every now and again. Uh, even on Twitter, mm-hmm. I may get in, uh, say something every now and again. But I'm more of a what they call, I guess, lurking now. I just go and read, but I don't even do that that much. Mm-hmm. But as far as, you know, how I feel about other people's stuff, I just say that's where they are. I, I let them be them. I l- let them live. You know what? You got it. Yeah. That's how you feel. Bro. Yeah.
0: You Man, got listen, it. bro. I was leaving Walmart today, and almost did a live talking about folk who do it. And for me, it's two sides of the coin. It's those people who are the proverbial uh, staunch Christian, trying to op- uphold orthodox. I'm headed to church, you know, all those things. Who look to continue to the church tradition is those people. And then it's the other people on the other side. Those are the people who. Every time some sort of quote-unquote church news, which I call church fake news now, uh, pops up, they run to social media to, you know, lambast some pastor, some preacher, some church, some church member (laughs) on some situation about what's going on. And I just don't think it's as effective as we thought it was, or even we think. And here's what I mean. I think in a smaller circle and smaller groups is very effective. Mm-hmm. It's it's effective with people who you are in constant quote unquote fellowship with and you're sharing and bouncing ideas and you're in a quote unquote safe place where you can be transparent about what you believe currently. And I don't think public statuses and public posts on social media is that environment for you to present a dissenting or different view of something that is taking place within the church it's not a place that cultivates uh growth difference in perspective difference in thought process it's either usually all the people think the same they have the same perspective they're cheerleaders of the people who are posting it uh It's no growth there, man, for me. Mm -hmm. Now, it might be small bits of growth that I haven't seen and it's, you know, unseen to the naked eye, but it's some of the same shit over and over again. Some of these people, man, have been doing this. They were doing it before we started doing Mm -hmm. it. And they're still doing it and they're trying to invent new ways of doing it. Right. And at some point, I'm thinking this is less about helping people. And this is more about some sort of self Yep. that they are trying to create a platform for themselves to be the next Larry Reed, to be the next obnoxious person, to do be the next big church gossip mm-hmm. simp. They trying to be that person. It ain't about trying to help people and trying to, you know, get people out of their situation. It's about trying to be the big thing. And I'm starting to. I used to be really offended by it. Now I'm more like, yo, they just on that bullshit. It's whatever. And keep scrolling. Yeah. Right. But sometimes I want to poke my head in and give a devil's advocate view of the situation. But at the same time, I know based off of what we've done with Real Talk Radio and our quote unquote status amongst some of these people, it wouldn't always turn out to be the best thing.
3: Hmm.
2: True. Okay.
3: Yeah, for me, um, I really wanted to do this basically not only to help myself, but to help others, right? That was Mm -hmm. my goal. The whole problem with trying to help others was, you know, still dealing with the whole mindset of, you know, people looking at the situations from their church, you know, churchified mindset. And for sometimes it gets frustrating but as it relates to like what with, with you know what you were just talking about when it comes to like trying to be the next larry reid or somebody like that <clears throat> that's where i saw i was going and then when i saw myself doing that i didn't really like it because i wanted to stick with like real news real stories you know I wanted, you know, my whole thing was, if you're in the blotter, you're newsworthy, basically. If you're in the paper, whatever, then as a preacher, you're newsworthy. But here's the thing, though. It seemed like, for me, reading about another preacher, you know, raping a kid, you know, it, that stuff gets it gets in your spirit. It's just, it's just to me, it's just. Not fruitful for me
2: to mm, to you know yeah, to be yeah, so yeah.
3: wrapped up into that because yeah. it happens so much and you know mentally I just couldn't take too much of it anymore you know mm. and I and I try to stay away from it and you know like from time to time for I would go and be hard and heavy on my on my YouTube page for like three or four months then I would take like a month or two off because of that
0: right. Yeah, and yeah. then
3: at the beginning of the year I, t- I decided at, in the beginning of 2019 that the, the, the channel is going to go to the background I'm going to take yeah. time to actually study up on some other stuff that I mm-hmm. got interested in mm-hmm. as it relates to my faith that's where I've been for the past six months yeah I'll, I'll go and make a video from time to time just like to check up on a certain story that I was following before just to give updates on that. But other than that, you know, I just let it live. I don't even read the comments on the YouTube page anymore. That stuff is frustrating, you know. When you have videos that have been up for like two years and people are commenting on them as if, they, as if I put the video up yesterday. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, you know, I'm not saved. I ain't a Christian. I'm a heathen. I'm hellbound. I ain't got time to be reading all that stuff, man. I just leave that stuff alone, man. It's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, not, I, it's just not healthy.
0: I guess the question that popped into my mind watching some of this stuff, man, is do some of these people who are involved in the nefarious acts within the institutionalized church, what sort of grace should we be showing them? Do they deserve any grace? Should we be giving them any grace? What type of grace should they get if that's even something that we would want to apply to them? Because a lot of that shit, man, becomes ungraceful. It's very, you know, I, I can't say that it's Christ-like in many instances. I, just, I And I started to struggle with that, man. That was an internal struggle for me mm-hmm. when I would see a preacher who has a history of doing just straight up bullshit for a long time. And then they began to do some quote unquote good works. So whenever the good works would pop up, we couldn't acknowledge the good works without saying the bullshit they were involved in, in the past. Mm -hmm. That's Jamal Bryant. Well, I wasn't going to say his name, but yeah. <laughs> just for his, you know what I mean? But it's like, how it, should we be able to navigate that? How do we navigate those situations? And for me, it was just like, yo, no, I won't speak on them. I, I'll give them his, you know, give them his due. Say, good job, but I won't make a post about it because I know people are sitting at their computers on their phones waiting to pounce on those topics mm-hmm. by saying, well, yeah, this is a good thing he's doing now for the community, but But just 10 years ago, mm -hmm. this Negro was handing out penis like it was free cheese. So it's like, you know what I mean? For me, it's a struggle and I want to know, should these folks get grace? Should we be providing them grace? How do we navigate that?
1: I I think it depends a little bit on what the infraction was and Mm -hmm. if, you know, just through their action, they're shown that they've learned something from that And, you know, trying to either make amends or, you know, if they've grown in any way that we just Why not? They deserve it. Everybody makes mistakes. And I don't think anybody on this panel would say that people, everybody don't make it. Everybody knows that everybody messes up. Everybody do. And when we do, we want people to have grace on us and forgive us. Yep. But have we put the faith and the effort forth to correct our wrongdoing? If I see that, of course I'm going to give him grace. But if mm-hmm. I don't, then I'm going to withhold judgment. So and see, a- I used I to be to. And, and, and I used to be one of the ones, man,
0: that if you had a public infraction, that you need to have a public re- form of repentance or a public confession. I don't believe that no more. Why? I, I don't because I think there's some situations and some infractions that are more difficult than others to explain. Publicly on social media platforms where nuance is not easily communicated. Mm -hmm. That there are situations that are possible where I have repented and done something different publicly, me and the Lord, and moved forward from this. And I've done things off of social media to rectify it, but now my good works are being shown on social media. I think there has to be, and I I don't think that's always necessary for me to. Publicly punch somebody in the face. That publicly, I need to say I'm sorry. I could have privately repented, and through my private repentance, you're beginning to see public
1: good works. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I I slightly disagree Um, because if if you did it publicly, I mean, I feel that you need not you need to apologize. But if you have a following and people are looking up to you, then you publicly apologizing makes it easier for people to accept your. You know your your good works you know what I mean so if if I saw him mess up and I saw him say you know I I messed up that makes it so much more easier for me to say okay now these are good works I can accept that but if I never if I saw you make that mistake and never seen you say I'm sorry or why I did it and then I just saw your good works it's not gonna be as easy for me to look at you and say oh man you're doing great work no I'm still going to be... And that's just human nature. My mindset is still going to be stuck on that bad thing. You know what
0: I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's just my... Mm-hmm. That's just Okay. I mean, I, I feel you. I just... For me, I just don't know if it's always necessary. I dig it, though. I dig people wanting that. You know what I mean? That thing. But I know <laughs> I haven't done some public shit, and... I ain't never apologizing publicly
1: for it. I mean though <laughs> right. here's the uh, thing, uh, here's the thing what what I mean? we, we we regular people. We talk Here's now mm-hmm. now we talk about regular people. We're talking about people like Jamal Bryant, who, who has these huge platforms. I'm not talking about average Joe. We're talking about mm-hmm. people have huge platforms, huge followings doing stuff. That's what I'm talking about.
0: Uh okay. And and, and and I won't push back on that, but i I'll say I see where you're coming from, because okay. I don't think any of us on this platform are average Joes. I don't think we're Jamal Bryant level either, <laughs> but I think yeah, based man. off of our personal following that. that we have, you I know, know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I, I dig what you're saying, but then it gets to the nuance of how many numbers do I have to have in order for me to apologize. You got mm-hmm. to, I feel you, though. I feel you. Yeah. Rob, my, what do you think this, man? Oh, go ahead, Rob. I'm sorry, Lynn. No, well, well, go ahead, Lynn, and then I'll,
2: I'll, I'll come. Okay.
3: No, my whole point, like, y'all know from my my stance on, you know, when it comes to, like, giving pastors grace on stuff, I have, you know, at one time I had very little grace to give to pastors. And, you know, one of my main things was if you violated, you know, First uh, Timothy 3, you know, as a pastor – that disqualifies you from being a pastor, right? So for for you know, for a long time, that's been my stance. But here's here's where I am at with it now. Because I don't, you know, agree with the institution itself, mm-hmm. I'm like, the institution has its own rules. They have yeah. their own ways of dealing with how they want to deal with stuff. And since I am outside of the institution, yes, I could be critical of the institution from the outside on how it looks from the outside. But if they want to govern themselves, you know, how they want to, it's on them. So when people sit up there and, you know, you know, or on social media loving what, um, you know, since, we, since I mentioned his name, Jamal Bryant, what he's doing, that's fine right now because that's what they choose to do. That's how they choose to be. But for me, I don't choose that. Now, yeah. I wouldn't say that I'm giving him grace within the good works. But, I mean, you know, put it like this. When he was in Baltimore and all that stuff was going down in Baltimore – he was out there trying even though there was pushback from the people in the hood, you know, against him, he was out there trying and it was not too many other folk, you know, in the church community in Baltimore that was in the streets trying. I'll give him that. Yeah. He tried, you know what I'm saying? So you know, if that's giving him grace, cool. But a lot of folks, and we can sit up here and talk about his motives and how he want to be the next Martin Luther King or there whatnot. You there you go. It doesn't even, to me right now, it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Because right now, who's out there in those streets, you know, at the time was really trying. If he's trying, word. Congratulations. Good job. You know, so that's a that's it for me. If they're not if they're, the way that they govern themselves, let them govern themselves. That's it. Go ahead, yeah, yeah. Rob. I'm, I'm
2: interested to hear what you got, bro. Yeah, I mean, y'all know that. I mean, I, I agree with uh, a lot of what you guys said because, especially going back to the point about the institutional church has its own rules. Um, they're going to do what they what they're going to do, and and you could hear when we talk about evolution and and you know our own maturation and everything like that you could start to hear us lean towards that towards the end of real talk radio Um, yeah you know (laughs) the the institutional church is going to do what they're going to do you know saying it's not up to me to sit here and rate and get my blood pressure up over it you know what i mean so if 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 the pastor is going to publicly repent that's none of my business you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely everyone is entitled to some grace. You know what I mean? And, and using the Jamal Bryant example, um, I, I'm glad you brought up his motives because, yeah, the, that argument will come up. Oh, he just doing it for the camera. He just front for the camera. He wanted to do this, that and third. That's the only reason he you know what I mean? He's out in the street. Yeah, but but yeah, but yeah. but guess what? His his boots were on the ground. So I got to give that a level of respect. You know what I mean? And, you know, we could talk about all the stuff that he did and, you know, uh, should we expect for him to publicly repent? I mean, is is that that, that's basically to satisfy our own
0: uh, judgment?
2: You know what I mean? So I can't really expect that of, of a lot of people. You know, that's between his repentance is between him and God, not him and Rob. You know what I'm saying? So, that's where I am with it.
0: I think for one thing, man, if you are somebody who's listening to this show and you have an aspiration to be a preacher, I got you is a, a damn fool. I'm telling you right now, you's a fool, bruh, because this system, no matter what your intentions are, good, godly, all those things. This system has a way of turning your good intentions to trash, man. Yeah, man. Like, yo, like, flat-out trash. And if you somebody who make a mistake in this system, that ain't never going nowhere, regardless of how good and godly you become. It, it just has a way of turning people into monsters, man that power what ain't nowhere in hell now I'll take the check but I don't want the position <laughs> right. mm-hmm.
2: exactly. I,
1: now I know me and Jonathan know a guy that's a pastor and from everything that we know of this guy seen to him he actively fights against people putting him on a pedestal and him being above the people I mean he actively fights against that uh, and I think that's the key. You have to actively fight against that to remain there. So if you do make a mistake, hey, oh, I know him. You know what I mean? I know who he is. Yeah, he messed up. He's still my dog. Blah, blah, blah. I'm still going to rock with him. But if we don't have that transparency, which the vast majority of these leaders don't, then the situation is going to keep being perpetuated. Over, y'all, over, met over, over. Leonard, y'all met him? y'all met Oh, yeah. 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 Hey, by the way. And you know what? It's mm-hmm. the thing, though,
0: man. I don't, uh, don't care how often he actually speaks up and not want to be on that pedestal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It can, that, can, that can be his heart. That can be his intention. But the way the system is set up, yeah. none of that means shit. Yeah. None of it means anything it. because you being in that position, carrying that title, that pedestal comes along with your quote-unquote calling.
2: It just—it just just
1: happens.
0: Yeah, because people gonna look at you.
1: They gonna look at you to be the leader, no matter what. They gonna say. They gonna look at you what you say, no matter what, whether you want it or not. That's what they are gonna do. And it's just like us. How people used to try to put us on a pedestal, even though we fought against it all.
0: Listen, man,
1: they look up to us
0: consistently.
1: Yep, (laughs) inboxes. a lot of inboxes. About
2: different
0: yeah. life stories. Bruh. Right. Yeah. Till this day, man, it's like that, bro. Till Til this day.
2: day. <laughs> Til this day bro. Speaking of which.
1: Speaking you know of the fight. <laughs> nice segue, Elgin. Speaking <laughs> of which.
0: <laughs> Listen, man. Yeah, this is- Bruh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, eh, eh. it, it's impo- it's impossible, though, man. I mean, I really think that it's <laughs> yeah. it's impossible to do. I don't think it's no matter how good your intentions is. I just think the way the system is, it cultivates a pedestal mentality that people are ultimately going. If you go into a church and you stand in a pulpit, which is elevated higher than everybody mm-hmm. else. And you're yep. in charge of the decision making in that church, and everybody's looking to you to make the next decision or to lead them in the next spiritual thing. That pedestal is going to get bigger and bigger
1: the more and more people look to you to do those things. It's unavoidable, and it's human nature. That's why the yeah. Israelites, God said He wanted to be their God, and then He said they said, "Give us a king, give us a man like everybody else got." And he
0: like, nah, bro. Listen, man. I'm trying to tell you ahead of time. Like, yo, you
1: don't want that, right? Oh,
0: this you this want a kill? Oh,
1: okay, oh, There you? you. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think I preached that sermon before. Be careful what you ask for. <laughs> Who asked it? But you was, what's a man? <laughs> <laughs> <That's right. laughs> <laughs> You didn't have to give me that little, little chuckle. Rob. eat it been all right.
2: Hey, so, uh, yeah. Uh, the fight. No. <laughs> what fight? Right, exactly. <laughs> you got knocked the fuck out, man.
0: <laughs> Listen, man. Wilder is from a whole... He's a whole different breed, bruh. Yeah, man like when he, even his pre fight comments when he was talking about yo i get paid to yeah, to, to do this so yeah. if i get in the ring and i kill somebody yo this is the only place in the world that allows me to
2: freely do this i'm paraphrasing what he said yeah. but he said it with a straight face like it was serious and what <laughs> But, I mean, but doesn't he have a point, though? I mean, he, 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 sat, there, he sat there. He sat there. He was like, you know, you can ask any doctor in the world. The head is not meant to get hit in. Or something like that. He said, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, nobody's meant to get hit in the head like that. But if you going to pay me to do it, I'm going to do it. And, I'm you know, I'm going to beat their brains right. out. He asked for this. That's what he said. He asked for this. I didn't go see him. He stopped me.
3: Yeah.
2: Man, can we talk about
0: his pre-fight? costume though can we
1: dude look like
3: Shredder man he said Shredder how much of like, the card did y'all watch though that wasn't anything, the funniest baby. thing like did y'all see the fight before that that Russell, Jr. dude that fight. The end of- okay well before when he came into the ring he came in, he had this little kid beating a drum, right? And behind him, he had like six or seven folk that were um, basically in, in like African-type um, loins, loincloths, and shields and um, swords or spears, right? And they, and they hunt, you know, they, they they doing that, you know, marching, like African marching-type stuff down to the ring. By the time they showed up, dude, right, he in the back, but, you know, he's, like, 5'3". All these other dudes are, like, six feet, right? Dude, look like, y'all remember that movie um, Ace Ventura? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When, yeah. When, 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 when Ace went to fight and he was uh, fighting that African tribe and they were sending out the warrior. Uh, and they pulled uh, Tommy Davidson uh, off a of dude's back. <laughs> That's what it looked like to me. Oh, we was, oh, I was cracking up at that, man. But yeah, so if, <laughs> if I'm the fighter in the
0: ring and I see Dante Wilder coming with that outfit on, yeah, and headed to the damn ring, I got a choice to make at this point. Yeah, <laughs> my fight or flight has definitely kicked in, and I'm leaning definitely towards flight. I'm trying to pick: do I pull my hamstring? Mm-hmm. Do I pull my groin? <laughs> what, what do I do to get the hell out of the way for Wilder? And this insanity coming my way, because he—that's like nigga
3: Yeah, you know what? That's though?
1: still gonna
3: stop gonna him. Like, truth be told, I've watched about probably about five or six of uh, Wilder's fights. Now, technically, this is the first fight that I was actually impressed by him, because he wasn't yeah, yeah, doing yeah. a lot of that wild punches, and that punch that he That's hit funny. him with last night that was the best punch I've seen him land on anybody. Because it wasn't like he was throwing those haymakers. That thing was tight. That thing was in there. He used that jab to pull the chin to his right. Man.
0: bro, listen, wow. man.
3: Wilder is the 2019
0: version of Mike Tyson at 20 years Basically. old. If y'all, if y'all remember Tyson at 20, y'all, rem- y'all looking at... A more articulate Mike Tyson. That's all. Because Mike Tyson at 20, them black shiny tights, the black <laughs> shoes with notes and the black gloves. Listen, he looked like a damn killer. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right, man. You know what tonight is, though, brother. Yeah. Tonight is it. It's, it's a wrap.
2: It's a wrap. The, right, baby. <laughs> the series finale of Game of Thrones, baby. Who have oh, a watch? Who gonna a watch? Say what? Who gonna get guy? Man, Yo. listen. Who gonna be the king? Rob already said it's gonna be Brad. Yo, you heard it here first. Brand is gonna be the king. Brand is gonna so be the king. He- I don't I don't king. You know? Say what? You Cannot judge, Snow? I- Man, John don't. You cannot John.
0: I think John Snow is the easy choice, man. Right, exactly. And these writers, these writers don't do the easy choices. Exactly. I don't think John, and I don't think John won it. John done got himself in some of that dragon cooch, and he is—he don't know what to do with himself right now. He can't make good choices. John can't be trusted,
2: so I don't want John to kick. Yeah, but the whole—the whole reason uh, uh, Daenerys snapped is because John. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> John turned, ain't John right turned that dragon cooch down for once. I <laughs> was like, No, and she snapped and leveled King's Landing, yo, like she burned everybody, sir.
0: Now, everybody in their life has seen a woman have the look that she had on that dragon when she snapped. Yeah, I've I've known several women who have gotten to that point
1: who have had that expression that she had. And I knew the devastation was coming after she left. Her. Oh, yeah. I knew it. So when the see, see that face, he gets scared. Right. You <laughs> <I> know <laughs> what's happening.
0: Right. You know what is happening right there. You know death is close by. Right. All right. you can say Winter. is, okay, you got it. Winter is here. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: I don't care how big, how bad, how tough you is. Hey. Nope. Nigga, know when this girl get like that, it's over. Bruh, it's, it's like time. whatever you want. Let me get you something. I'm to going eat. to jail. I'm going to get stabbed. <laughs> something,
0: like something. It, it's not going to end right for me. No matter how big I am, it is
2: a rap, right. bruh. And when she looked like that, I was like, oh no, she burned it all Yo, that. Yo, man. I mean, so John, so John should have <laughs> took one for the team in that case, bro. He just, he just should have. He would have saved
0: He, he would have
2: saved everybody, man. He just should have t- took one for the team, man. It's John's fault that all them people got
0: burnt. Exactly. Up. I played. Yep. It's on him. I don't blame Daenerys this yeah, John. It's nope. John. I don't either. She did what a woman's supposed to do in that case. Yep. <laughs> she betrayed. Just him. like Adam. She hurt. Just like Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man. It's the same thing. It's Adam's fault, too. I don't blame you. They say hell has no fury. <laughs> like, <what's going? laughs> listen man, I don't know what's gonna happen tonight. I think she might end up being on the throne that she might just be like, yo I'm gonna kill all y'all before y'all gonna kill me because I know y'all mad about me lighting people up uh so Dragon Ball, go ahead and b- do what you do burn button. everybody <laughs>
2: right so I on. mean
0: what what's spin-offs who's gonna be in the spin-offs? there's gonna be some spinoffs it's gonna be prequel though, from what I understand. Oh, it's not gonna to... prequel. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna go back to Ned Stark, and Ned Stark is a young, a young person. Yeah. Uh, I'm not interested in a spinoff. I'm not interested in a prequel. Uh, this season to me has been underwhelming. Right. Uh, it hasn't been exactly outside of that initial battle that I felt like the the with the Night King. I felt like that battle with the Night King. I was disappointed. I wanted more of the Night King. You can't build up for all them seasons that the Night King is this dude. And I don't even see the Night King lift the sword and go in a battle and fight Jon Snow when he had the opportunity. <laughs> I wanted to see more of the Night King do his thing. That to me was underwhelming. The best part was an iron came out of nowhere and hit bull with the move. Outside of that, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's been an underwhelming, uh, underwhelming season to yeah, me, man. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yep.
1: Perfectly summed it
2: up. So, I mean, yeah, I think they, it, it just seems like they rushed the writing. I, I mean, I don't know, man. It, it, it just, uh, I don't, it, it was underwhelming. I mean, I want to go back to episode, I think, uh, yeah, the, the battle, of. I mean, the battle of Winterfell, I mean, it was good visually, man, but even that left some, some dark. stuff to be decided. It was dark. Um, we did not get that you you brought up a, a major point we didn't get uh that Jon Snow and Night King battle that would have been you know that would have been crazy but we didn't man it seemed like it seemed like uh it seemed like the dothraki just got <laughs> yo <laughs> oh, they just got molly Rock, man they, they got out there man and just got destroyed that man Wow. Then just a couple of just were you hobbling back, man. It was crazy, man. So I'm-
0: that scene right there was a scene like anything, nothing I've ever seen in TV, though, man. Right when there the torches start going out, right, <laughs> right. All you can do is sit up in your seat, and be like, "Yo, oh Yo.
1: shit, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh Yo.
3: exactly,
1: <laughs> like that." So what about Starbucks? What about the Starbucks on the table? Did though? anybody catch that on the first run? I didn't. I didn't catch it, man. I didn't particularly like didn't. that
0: scene. I thought that scene right there, it more could have, it was a lot of tension, but I felt like they could have did a better job with the writing the tension in, mm-hmm. uh, maybe an argument, maybe a couple of snide comments, a couple of dirty looks exchanged between people, but the tension they were feeling. I was just like, damn, but you know who really upset about this boy? White people are incensed about the way this season is going. (laughs) Yo, there's a petition out there with hundreds of thousands of people. Come on, redo redo it. Yo, white people are so (laughs) angry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This reminds me of season two of The Wire. Oh, man. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. Don't no. be disrespectful to the wire. You get, you get no. no, I'm you talking about it. Always underwhelming. That's yeah. all I'm saying. You get one bruh, time, bro, bro. Season season,
2: season season two was very necessary for that show.
0: For the for that show, you got You got to be
2: a a wire connoisseur to understand that the groundwork
0: and the foundation that was being laid at the docks, bro. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Season two. Season two explained a lot from season one and set up what happened for subsequent seasons it was very necessary i mean and i'm going to admit to y'all at first because y- i was like yo what the exactly heck? at first i was like what the dot what what, what a, a boat? what are we doing in the war what's going on the dots who are These exactly people? but you know y'all know personally that i've watched the wire probably sixteen thousand times
0: i'm gonna watch the day by the way just to let y'all know go ahead <laughs> right.
2: And it and, and it dawned on me how important and how integral season two was to the entire series. So I mean, but
0: but I get the comparison though how it would seem underwhelming. But this season right here in Game of Thrones, man, I'm just like, bruh, I watched all these damn seasons to get
2: here. Right. Yeah. Right here, yeah, you uh, a Game of Thrones OG? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yep. I can understand. <laughs> like this is it? Yep. Say so you'd rather watch Walking <laughs> <than> Dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Yeah, see, I, I, you know, I, I stopped watching Walking Dead, bro, because you know. It
1: didn't just, it, it? Didn't people feel like this about the Sopranos? The way it ended. Y- it was
2: a, it was, yeah, it the, was a, <laughs> a, a lot of controversy about the way the, the uh, Sopranos ended too. That
0: last episode was kind of like, uh, okay, okay, but they bring bringing something back with the Sopranos. It's a prequel. The Sopranos mm-hmm. coming back. Really? Too. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're doing a prequel mm-hmm. of uh, the Sopranos. His dad. Oh. They're working on it right now for so HBO is supposed to be coming back, man. So I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I love to see. That. I like that mob shit. So, I do too. Know. I do
1: too. Speaking of, they, they need to go and do a prequel for the wire. Avon's coming up. Mm.
2: Well, didn't they have a series of little uh of like uh shorts that uh premiere I I, I forgot where they when when they showed them, but I I, I found them on um the fire <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and uh, I saw one where they showed uh, Omar's backstory. They showed Prop Joe's backstory, and I think there were a couple more that I missed. But that, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, it couldn't be any of the of the of the uh, recent or you know the cast of the wire. It, it would have to be some totally new players if they did a prequel to the wire I mean you know I wouldn't be mad but like I said it couldn't be anybody any of the faces that you saw in the show it would have to be like younger versions of them they could do a prequel of Marlo
0: I think Marlo's story man I'm understanding Marlo's backstory would be an interesting prequel right Um, right
2: because you know what I mean? yeah, they called it because his his nickname was was Black or something. But you never yeah you never you never really, got the backstory why right. You never understood the backstory, but they just his his nickname was Black and that was it. But yeah, and Marlo's backstory would be interesting too. But um yeah, I mean the Wire man, the Wire remains one of the greatest things that ever happened to to television, bro. Agreed, Yeah.
0: No. So so what we what we calling the shit that we doing? Do we we got a name for this man? Do we do we come up with something yet? I know Jonathan threw out some whack names in the in the messenger uh, <laughs> that I, I don't even want to you know remind people what it was. At least what, I tried. What was your shit
2: Hold on, bro. Why? why the hostility?
0: Damn. Why you? Hold on. Why you go all soprano and all you know, that? You know, Damn. What you say? Why the hostility? Don't call for so me. You don't want this. Oh man. Uh, here we go. So, again, uh, what are we calling this, man? That we got a name or we just going to be the podcast? What, what the <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> I, I mean... The, the last thing I put in there, nobody replied to it. Because the- it was trash! Really?
0: <laughs> <what> I- <laughs> <laughs> and one of the names that we... Our personal group message with all the fellas that's on the line, plus... Uh, Andre uh, Watson and Lenoa Lomax, LL, shout out, bro. We miss you on this joint right now. You, and Dre, We have a, a group message, man, that we are all in and participating, and it's called the Shark Tank. And it's for the very reasons that Nate mentioned earlier on the show. One of our behaviors is, man, that if somebody says something that is, you know, out of line, slick, you know, or needs to be checked, Shark Tank. Yep. We give it to them. Yep. We, we, and part of what we do, man, we're incredibly transparent uh, in that group. And that is directly resulting in the maturity and growth that y'all are here now, man. Some of the freedom for us to be able to use profanity on this podcast, to mention some of the things that we've mentioned. These are things that we would not have done early on in Real Talk Radio. Not because we weren't doing it but because we were so concerned with making sure that we presented the right image to everyone. But what we want people to see now is, yo, we got freedom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is who we are. This is what we like. We still are... Grown ass. Mm-hmm. We, it, exactly. So we're trying to figure out what the hell we're going to call this podcast. Uh, no idea. We would love to use the Shark Tank, but it's an, a 101. But it was 101 Real Talk radios, too. Bro. That so is true. That's true. true. But uh, yeah. you know, hey, all right, well, I, mean, just you know, I like Tank. Right, I, like I mean, yes, yeah, I like for you to get a battery and put in that damn thing. <laughs>
1: That's what I would like to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like for you to step them damn birds up and get outside your window. <laughs> 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 so,
2: <laughs> <in between.
1: laughs> what you he talking about? You shoot, he <laughs> wants you to shoot the
2: pigeons, man. He wants you to shoot the pigeons, bro. I can catch the pigeons, bro. It's part of the character of the city, bro. It's
0: part of it's part of the character, bro. It's either that or gunshots.
2: Which one do you want? I I only the right, right. Um, I, you know, I'm I'm a little uh, for nostalgia reasons. I I lean towards RTR uh, Shark Tank, but you know, um, I, like that too. I mean it's cool it's cool to RTR. I mean, you know, it's 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 who we are. We were Real Talk Radio, you know, um, and we're Shark Tank. They love him, you know, man. we, I mean, yeah, you know, hey, yeah. this this nigga <laughs> right here.
0: See, yeah, yeah. See, This is why we don't let him talk too much. Y'all see now. <laughs> right. Y'all understand why.
2: So, um, I mean, you know, we'll be back. I mean, all these discussions we're having, they're, they're going to come back up. We we'll probably be talking about abortion again. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a hot button topic. I mean, uh, as far as the name of the show, I mean we're gonna come up with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no big sure. deal. We'll get it. We'll figure something Before out. We yeah.
1: Before we go, Belgian. Um, I listened to the beginning of your uh your your talk, your opening at your Keystone meeting, man. That was pretty dope,
0: bro Oh man, I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate yeah.
1: that.
2: Yeah, so tell
0: us tell <laughs> us about what How you are doing, L. Uh Man, I, I'm I'm in part of an organization here and uh, outside of Philly, man, called Keystone Progress. And uh, what we're trying to do is we're really trying to uh, fight for uh, and against criminal justice, mass incarceration, eliminating the, you know, the cash bail system. Uh, really, ultimate our ultimate goal is to abolish the prison system the way it is today and replace it with something that's more conducive to the environment. Uh, we're fighting against violence. We're treating, uh, fighting against uh, drug use and you know, trying to get safe injection sites in the community. Uh, trying to get some trauma informed care within the schools. And right now our city is being quote unquote revitalized also known as gentrified. We're trying to get some programs in place where The people who are doing the revitalization are going to actually be hiring directly from the community. And if they don't hire from the community, they're not able to build. Uh, So we're really grassroots, man, trying to fight it. Uh, People have heard about some of the things I was doing solo. So they asked me to come and be a part of it. Uh, It's incredibly difficult, intense work. Uh, I like it, but at the same time, it drains so much energy from me because of what I have to give. But, you know, it is what it is. So that's what I'm doing, man. Really grassroots activism. Uh, a lot of the stuff that people would see me doing on my Facebook page, saying on my Facebook, I'm actually in the community doing those things. Mm-hmm. So, respect, respect. Yeah, man.
2: That's what's up, man. That's what it is. Len, where you at, homie? Yep. I think Len left, man. Uh, yeah.
0: You know, yeah. The cigar wasn't mm-hmm. lit, you know. Uh,
2: yeah, we can, we can, uh, we can uh, have that discussion next next podcast. Talk about some cigars and some some fine. We gonna talk
0: about pastors getting paid next time, bro. That too. Pastors should be
1: getting <laughs> paid, bro. Hey, hey, I got a question though. Uh, before we get off, we I got
0: time too, bro. let's do it.
1: <laughs> when we were in Baltimore, we had that great discussion that was live. What happened to it, Jonathan? I thought you put it on your page. He did what the
0: live conversation i think you put it on this page it should still be on there the
1: live conversation yeah we was, we was in baltimore what you been doing man we were sitting in the
2: kitchen talking ain't attention? remember yeah it's still on my page okay it was getting good right when you cut it off too
0: <laughs> i'm gonna tell you why he cut it off because he got <laughs> lazy <laughs> he got too tired
2: of holding the damn phone uh, <laughs> the letter, yeah forget
0: that
1: <laughs> But listen, I think we should have a separate, a separate, um, uh, a podcast for our cigars talk, and just call it
2: "Grown Ash Conversation." Grown Ash Conversation,
0: A-S-H. S H. I don't know if we want, I don't know if we want you in charge of the titles. Of the shows, but it's <laughs> not, that's not that A-F-H. bad. What? It ain't that bad. It right? it? it's, it's not right? that bad. It's not kind, of catchy, kind of. Kind of was, like, it was was All right, kind of cash. Okay. I rock right. with Growing it. Ash. All right. Okay, all right. You sold me. Not really. I'm just gonna go with the crowd, but it's cool. Uh, <laughs> all right, man. Let's That's close good this team. joint, man. I think this is good. I think we gave the people what they want. Uh, I think there's a lot of stuff that people can talk about on their page when we post this and share it. I think there's gonna be a lot of discussion that could be generated from this. And I tell the people, hey, expect us to do this shit again. No doubt. Yeah. We're not, we're not going to set no time limits once a week, twice a week. We're going to do um, it when we do no. it. Do it when we damn well feel That's like it. Right. That's how we got burned out last time. But yeah, mm-hmm. fooling with y'all versions, huh? <laughs> Exactly. All right, man. All right, man. All right. Till next time. We out. All right, if you got to get ready to do us an intro and an outro, though.
3: That, yeah, that'll work. Yep. All, All right. right. All right. Yeah.